Hey Crafty Ass Females, just a reminder that the latest episode of the Crafty Ass Female Book Club comes out this Friday. This fall, we're reading Craft a Life You Love by Amy Tangerine. We can't wait for you to join us, and if you're not already a Patreon subscriber, you can join at patreon.com slash craftyassfemale. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale. And we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Jenny. Hi, ladies. Jenny McGarvey on Crafty Yes Female. Welcome. Thanks. I'm so happy to have you here, my girl. So, okay, guys. So today on the show, we have... Jenny McGarvey, who is a mom to three boys, craft blogger, YouTuber, memory keeper extraordinaire, who's currently on a bunch of different creative teams, including the Happy Planner Squad, the Doodlebug Designs, and Citrus Twist Kit Club, member of that. So very excited to have you. You are like a crafty ass female for sure. And we first met when... um, yeah, when you ended up being on the Mambi Design Team a while ago, years ago. Yep. Did I get all that info right? Is there anything you want to add? Go, Jenny. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, I have three um, teenage boys, and or no, they're actually not all three teenagers. I have two teenagers and a 10-year-old, and um, one of them is a senior in high school this year. So wow. it's not only like uncharted territory, because there's so <laughs> much that comes with that, but it's also really fun and really exciting mostly and just the teeniest tiniest bit sad but it's pretty great and I'm married we've been married 18 years um I am originally from Iowa I am a graduate of the University of Iowa as well um I live in Southern California now but I have lived in several other places in between here and there as well and um I do work from home I do social media for a paper crafting companies. So that's very exciting as well, in addition to my creative endeavors. Yay. So how long have you been doing the social media work? About four years. Um, this year, 2018, as part of my unexpected 2018, I sort of took it up a notch and do quite a bit more now than I had for the previous few years or whatever. But it's it's really fun. It's really fulfilling. I really enjoy it a lot. And I, I just, it's just funny how things kind of come together into fruition, like dreams that you put forth into the universe years before, and you didn't know how or why or any of that, but you just knew that if you, you were steadfast and you kept going, at least that's how it's been for me that it would work out. And it has. And it's, it's really, it's just such a joy. Yeah. Tell us more about unexpected 2018. <laughs> 2018 has been the absolute, um, I can't say bad because more good than bad has happened, but I have had, you know, the lowest lows to the highest highs. So I, it's just been unexpected. That's what I'm calling it. Um, the beginning of the year, my, I'm an only child to a single mother. And at the beginning of the year, my mother was diagnosed with some heart problems and they were undiagnosed for probably about a year. And so they were at a point that they were really super bad. And we knew that this was the end. And the weird part about that was that she was really healthy. So mm. I figured she'd be around to torment me for another 20 years or so, you know, and so it came as a huge blow. And she also had some sort of mental health issues as well. So I immediately had to fly to Iowa to kind of go ahead and take care of some of the stuff. And it was, it was really ugly and it was really painful and, but nothing completely unexpected. It wasn't outside of what I would have characterized the norm, but it was just one of those things that it was really in my face and really something I had to deal with. And so then I came home and, and I knew that this was, that the end was coming. It was just that, like I said, she had been really super healthy and she was fairly young. She was only 71. And so it, it really did sort of come as a shock yet not at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I knew that once this happened, it was imminent, but uh, like I said, she had been super healthy. And so I, you just don't expect that. So then she ended up passing away the Friday before Mother's Day. And so we had to go to Iowa and clean out our house and all those sorts of things. Because like I said, I'm an only child to a single mother. So it, it's just me. 
you know, and I do have a couple of aunts that helped. And so that was great. Side note, my mom has 10 sisters. And so, wow. wow. yeah, yeah, it's, it's just this like really super bizarre scenario. But anyway, so I did have some help for my aunts and stuff like that, but it's a lot to process, you know, being, you know, an only child of a single mother, it's a lot. So anyway, there was that, which was bad, you know, but we weren't close. And I think that brought up different mm-hmm. sorts of feelings and those types of things. But then 2018, like I said, I, you know, I took this escalation of work in the paper crafting industry. And that has been incredible. It's, you know, I sort of had put this out to the universe if this would be something that I would want to do. I didn't know what I didn't put a title on it. I didn't put a name on it. I didn't none of that. I just said this would be exciting and fun. And I don't know, you know, and, and this year has really, really come to be everything I dreamed of, and more, far more than I ever could have expected kind of expected. So that part has been great. And then I received an email in, I don't know, sometime in the spring about coming, going to Chile to teach some planner workshops. And I, at first I was like, no way, this isn't for real. This is like, (laughs) you know, like who, who would, what? Like, and then, Right. Like I, I had a friend in the scrapbook industry who'd been on, I'd been on design teams with in the past and that lived in Chile. So I just sort of reached out to her and I said, Oh, do you know this lady? Do you, you know, she's like, Oh yeah, she, you know, she's great. She's friendly. And I was like, Oh, all right. I'm in. Cool. So I just, yeah, sure. I'll come. And you know, I don't know if I really thought it would happen or I didn't think it would happen. It wasn't like a, I didn't give it too much thought, quite frankly, my personal life is really, really full. So like, I don't, I don't dwell on stuff, you know, I, 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 I attack them as they come and then I move on, you know? And so I just thought, okay, well, I'll get to that later. And so (laughs) the time came and she sent me the flight information. And so, um, and then I got really scared. I don't speak a word of Spanish. I can say like four things in Spanish that include like, poop and you know I mean (laughs) I have teenage boys remember you know right and so no Spanish none zero zilch I'm going to a country in South America and so I'm (laughs) really nervous and but the part that was the most nerve-wracking was flying through Mexico City so I was like I don't know can I can I navigate this can I do this I only speak English I'm a white girl from Iowa like can I can I make this all come together you know and And then I just, I just did it. I just went, I was nervous and I was scared. And then I got there and it was the most fulfilling, rewarding, amazing experience of my life. It will go down in the very, very top experiences of my life. It was life-changing in so many ways. And not only just because, oh my gosh, I got to go to South America, but like, I can do hard things. I can do things I'm scared of doing, you know? And I, I know that sounds really glib like oh yeah so you can't speak spanish big whoop-de-doo but like i was really nervous you know despite i probably shouldn't have been google translate is great you know all of those things i know you had to go to two different you as a solo person a solo woman had to go to two separate countries that aren't the united states where like anything could happen correct and you aren't protected by being a citizen of that country you know you correct. don't have the government backing of like correct. you know i'm a u.s citizen i have my rights and right. you can't even be like help right you know like I, I, what's right. the word for help right so i would just sort of like there was a couple of situations where i was like no english no espanol yeah. and nice people that spoke english were like yeah. oh you need to do this oh you need to do that yeah. and they were far right. friendlier far nicer far more helpful than I think you would have found in the US. And actually I can, I can tell you for certain that was true because when I came back into the United States, going through customs, the American custom people were far less nice than the Mexican and the Chilean. And so, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, yeah. So, you know, aside from that, I got to do some huge presentations for one of my jobs um, earlier in the summer. And so, it was just 2018 has been, it has been both the very most rewarding and then the lowest of the lows too. So yeah. at least so far in my life, I'm not saying that those are going to the lowest of the lows in my whole entire life, but like so far, absolutely. And so um, it has been unexpected, but it has been also amazing. Like I, I, yeah, I couldn't I, ask for more. 
I think that that's, that's really something else. And for anyone who hasn't done, like, solo travel as a woman, it's, one, it is terrifying, no matter where you go. But, like, Mexico City and Chile, oh my god, that is amazing. But I think it is something that is really, really rich and rewarding. And if you can do it, you really should, because you will come back a changed person. And, and I think it does something to your creativity, to your work, to your soul. And you look back and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that that's that thing that changed. That changed oh, me. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I mean, it's there's like sort of a focus and a focal point there too. Like they were the sweetest, kindest, most most enthusiastic people. I mean, if you, they pay so much money to get these planner supplies. They are so happy when they can get them. Like, and I think, wow, if I can't get that at a coupon with Michaels, like I'm not buying it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just the things, the lengths they are willing to go to for their craft is it's beautiful. This is how much they want to do it and how much they want to make it work. And the ingenuity of some of the retailers there that have come up with ways to create products that work for them that are available there in their country. And aside from them just being genuine and fun and kind and amazing and they were wonderful. They were wonderful. And I know, again, that sounds very trite. Like, well, of course they were super nice, Jenny. They were they were genuine and they were so happy to be there. And it was just a level of joy I wasn't prepared for and a level of commitment to the craft that I wasn't prepared for. Because I feel like we take a lot for granted here in the States of the materials that we can get our hands on and how quickly we can get our hands on them. And you know, just a little bit more demanding about those things. And so it was genuinely just such a look at people and those types of things. It was wonderful. That's super interesting because I think you're right. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It It is genuinely amazing. It, that's a super interesting point that you bring up that we don't think about like here in America that we can just, you know, run to Michael's or Joann's or Amazon and be like, oh, happy planner stickers, you know, Tombow markers, bring them to me so I can make my things. But if you live in a country that doesn't have access to Amazon or Michaels or Joann's or that doesn't ship products that are made in, you know, that that are of U.S. manufacturers or retailers, then it's hard to get them. It costs a lot of money. like A lot. And to get those products to Chile, I mean... We all complain then when we can't get free shipping. <laughs> or if it takes more than two days to get yeah. to your house. Like, if I can't get it next day or same day in Southern California, I'm like, what? I don't want <laughs> Like, and that's ridiculous and absurd. Yeah. And they'll wait weeks. And they're thrilled to wait weeks because they were able to procure it, you know? So, or like one of these Happy Planner sticker books, I'm sure you're both aware, you know, these value pack sticker books, you know, we pay... 10 bucks with a coupon, you know, for these, they'll pay upwards to 40 US dollars for one of these sticker books, you know, because that's, you know, the exchange rate, the, you know, the additional cost that those retailers have to put on them or those types types of things. It's not really so much a that they're trying to screw their consumers. It's just that those no, additional costs of doing business yeah. in a country that's, you know, importing right. all of these things is just significantly higher. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But it's incredible. It's genuinely incredible. And without noticing it or seeing it firsthand, I maybe wouldn't have been quite as touched by it. But yeah, we could go out and outfit an entire scrapbook room or an entire planner space or whatever in an afternoon. You know, it would take no nothing at all, you know, between Amazon and Michaels and Hobby Lobby and coupons. You know, you could have everything you ever dreamed of, you know, and for those girls, no, you know, it's it's a much, much more difficult process. Absolutely. And that's, thank you so much for telling us. It's just stuff we never would have thought about unless someone brought it up. Absolutely. And I have a couple of girls that I'm friends or that, you know, I chat with on Instagram that are in Europe and it's kind of the same thing. It's a little less prohibitive for them. They have a couple of like UK retailers or things like that, but 
yeah, no, I mean, they just, they're happy to wait, you know, I mean, they, they're a little frustrated by certain things or whatever, but no, I mean, they just like one of them, they got a product early that hasn't really been released in the U S yet. And it's some pictures on Instagram are floating around. And I was just so genuinely happy for them that they could get something before us. They could have something they could be genuinely excited about that. Like, Oh my gosh, we got this. And that's wonderful. I mean, it's just wonderful. So yeah, no, that's we're so all in awesome. Together. We're all in it together. We all want the same things. We all want to create and be creative and, you know, play with paper and pens and stickers. I mean, all three of us, you know, here together today are in the same boat, but so are is our entire community. And it's, yeah. it's just a much bigger struggle for some than others, you know? Absolutely. So it's part of the unexpected 2018, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, it's been a tremendous experience. Yeah, Chris, I'm really so awesome. glad you decided to ask that question, Kristen, because I love that we found that out. I love that. That was such good sharing. Yeah. Stuff. So now I'm thinking about your unexpected 2018 and kind of how you're the Jenny McGarvey we know and love, right? And it, it took like a lot of years. You've been scrapbooking for like a lot of years. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I, I wonder if you could just like kind of give us a brief little like creative journey story. Yeah, sure. So my aunt introduced me to scrapbooking in maybe like 2000, 2001, something like that. And I was, of course, obsessed with it. I had been one of those people that in middle school, uh, we took like, you know, when you had to make homemade book covers and you would put, we would tear out things from magazines and put them on there and then cover them with clear contact paper. And we did that with like the plain folders <laughs> you can get a target or whatever too. Yes. We did that all through middle school. And then a couple of big trips that I took in high school, I scrapbooked as well, but obviously not in the same way. Obviously I used scotch tape and, you know, paper scrapbook pages and whatever, cause yeah. it's what it was available in the yeah. early nineties, you know? And so that's kind of where it started. So when my aunt introduced me to sort of the more modern take on scrapbooking, I was hooked from the first moment I saw this stuff. And so I started scrapbooking, I started scrapbooking and I was hugely pregnant with my first son. And I spread all this stuff out on our dining room table, hoping that that would induce me to give birth to this child. <laughs> but if I had this massive mess, that somehow he would come then because, so I was just like, I was, wasn't picking it up. I wasn't putting it away. But anyway, not the point. He did not. <laughs> but uh, I was able to finish my scrapbook but so that really sort of propelled me into scrapbooking in general and I was I was hooked from day one I've been scrapbooking since then I would say I probably have like 40 albums or wow. something like that I mean I have a tremendous <laughs> amount of scrapbook albums and no I did not take them when the fire came through our community mm. I figured you know what I'll recreate them you know, like it's, yeah. I enjoy the process, you know, it's, yeah. yes, I would be sad that I lost a, a handful of the memories, but I still have the photos and I could just recreate them. You know, it would be fun to redo them and to look back. So I wasn't really too heartbroken about that. And the so, beginning, was it mostly 12 by 12 pages? You know what? I started with eight and a half by 11. So mm. it's funny so that it's come back full circle that people are sort of doing that mm -hmm. size again for the last few years. And then I moved into 12 by 12 fairly quickly. And then I was, I was scrapbooking hardcore for a long time and making cards and doing all those types of things. And then in 2011, I decided that I was going to get involved online. I began to realize there was an online community and there was things like that going on. And I thought, well, why not? And uh, at first it was very overwhelming. Like, oh my gosh, there's so many choices and all this stuff. And I subscribed to Studio Calico and I received those kits for a lot of years because all my favorite scrapbookers were on that design mm -hmm. team. And so I was just obsessed and, and truth be told, I actually still really like their kits. It just doesn't really necessarily work for what I do at this moment. Right. Although, you know, I don't rule it out for the future and it certainly worked for me for a long time in the past. I, so I did that for a really long time and I just, you know, I pl applied for teams. If I told you how many I was denied, I couldn't even count them anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I, probably a hundred. I mean, like, you know, it just, it wasn't always so successful. And so people, I know you hear that, you know, yeah. you hear people say, oh my God, no, I heard no, really, truthfully, you hear no far more than you hear yes. But it's also for me, because I'm a big believer in continuous improvement, that 
okay, so what can I do better? What can I be better? Instead of getting all butthurt about it, what can I do? Now, I'm not saying that you don't feel that initial rejection. Rejection, You feel it. You know, you you take it. You Okay, I feel bad about this. But what can I do to get better? What can I do be- to, to be more what they want? Now, let's be clear. Sometimes it's not, there's nothing you can do because sometimes it's about, okay, well, they need a, an unmarried person for this spot. Okay. They need a mom for this spot. They need a journaler for this spot. They need, you know I mean? Like you cannot take away from the fact that they need all the different types of people. So, okay. What can I do to be more attractive to X, Y, and Z in my capacity? And do I want to, right. Do I want to make yeah. that shift. I want to strive for that or do I just want to do, right. do well? Right. Right. Or am I really happy with wh- what I'm yeah. doing? You know? And so it's okay. It's okay if it's not for them. You know, it's, it's very hard though when you're in that to say, Oh, it's okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that's a little bit of a wisdom thing. That's a little bit of a hindsight type of thing. But so I just, I just did it day in and day out, I just did it, you know, and I created and I created for me. And sometimes I didn't create for me. Sometimes I created for the positions or whatever. But since then, I have come to a place where I only create for myself. And if that works for these outside positions, then fantastic. That's amazing. I love it. It couldn't be any better. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't, then that's all right too. It's not for me because I know where I'm at. I know what I have time for. I know what I want, which is, yeah. I just don't want to work that hard for a hobby. Yeah. And that's just my perspective. I am a-okay. If you want to do it, you do it. That You do you. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. It's just for me in my life with what I have going on, it doesn't work for me. So at this point, I only do stuff that I genuinely love. I've been a fan of Doodlebug for 15 years. I love Doodlebug. I know it goes against like the beautiful um, lifestyle, white, blown out yeah. mug of coffee <laughs> aesthetic, but I love it. It's cute. Yeah. It is adorable and it makes me happy, you know? And yeah. gosh, golly, it's, it, that's good enough. And I know that sounds so cheesy and it's kind of meant to, you know, like yes. it's kind of meant to be a little bit like, but it's cute and the colors make me happy and that's good enough for me so and then the citrus twist I think kits are fun I think kits are really fun I think it's really fun to pull in different stuff and um also my one of my very favorite designers Kristen Schaefer does work for citrus twist and so it's just really between her and Geraldine Sai I could be happy you know all the things I love and so Kristen designs a lot of stuff or some things for Citrus Swift. And so it's just, it's fun to work with her stuff. You know, I love it. So that kind of just sort of led me into the social media gig, which again, it, none of it was planned. None of it was orchestrated. It all just sort of happened all along the path. Four years ago, a person that I knew put out, hey, I'm looking for someone to do my Instagram it was not structured. It was not like what you've seen now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because obviously all of us know that Instagram has shifted a lot in the last however many years, but, yeah. but it was really just more of a, okay, be consistent, post mm-hmm. every day, post an image, you know, do the best you can, those types of things. And so mm-hmm. I started that, I started that and it became more rigorous. It became more demanding. It became a lot more over time. And that shifted and changed and led me to the role that I have now. And I'm so grateful. I'm just so grateful. It's, it's just such an amazing thing to get to work in the paper press craft industry, to feel like an expert in what I'm talking about. And yet love it and love the companies that I work for and the people that I work with. And I can't think of anything better. Good for you, Jenny. So yeah, good. Yeah, I'm I'm not interested in being an entrepreneur. I'm not right. interested in running my own company, or at least right now. You know, I mean, I've I've never given it any thought beyond now. By the way, I'm, that's not some like cryptic, you know, foreshadowing or anything. It's just you know, for me, I'm good with punching my time clock, doing my work, and being done. It's not um, like I said, I have two teenagers and a ten year old. Like I'm really focused on that. So 
doing my work, it's personally fulfilling, it's creatively fulfilling, and then I get to be a mom and all those other things too. And my kids think it's pretty darn cool. I'm not gonna lie. I think in terms of work, they think it's pretty cool. They know exactly what it is. So that's kind of neat too, to be able to relate to your kids on that level as well. I think that's really cool. I think it's really cool that like, at the end of your day, you can sit down with your kids at dinner and they can be like, so mom, how was your day? Oh, absolutely. Or like that they talk about it with their friends, you know, like if their friends know what I do, they know about my YouTube channel. They know about those things. They sometimes watch the videos, which makes me laugh hysterically. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, 15 year old boys want to watch planner videos from a 40 year old lady. Like, come on, like that's ridiculous. But they think it's really cool, you know? And so who am I to judge, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, no, that's, that's, who are you to judge? Right. 15 year old boys are going to think what 15 year old boys is, you know? Yep. They that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. yeah it, and it cool. is. I mean, it is cool. It yeah. is objectively cool. Yeah. And isn't that neat? Isn't that great that, like, I get to do something that I love and then my kids perceive it as, eh, that's pretty neat. Like, yeah. they don't get it. Like, obviously, yeah. they're not paper. They know it's mom's thing. Yeah. Right. But they think it's cool that I can have a voice and do work in something you know, in this digital age. And quite frankly, it keeps me ever so slightly younger. Cause again, you know, I'm not getting it younger. I'm a 42 year old mother. <laughs> I mean, like it keeps me a little bit younger. It's, it's kind of awesome actually. It's a win-win for like it, literally everyone. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I was going to say, you yep. do a really good job of what we've talked about on the show before of like, like keeping your work in flow, I guess that's it. Mm -hmm. And then also like knowing what to you like keeping your own style being authentic to you jenny but also knowing how to work the modern tools like i think like youtube is such a modern tool and you realize that that would work for you and how it will work for you and you've capitalized on it for you so it's still keeping you modern and relevant without being like i need to be on everything and like make sure you know what i mean i think that you seem to have established that really well so Absolutely. Like, like, I know for sure blogging is not my deal. Like, I don't love blogging. Now, let's be clear. If I was, like, writing and, like, talking, that might be one thing. But I don't love photographing images and resizing them and relating them and tagging them. I don't love it. It's tedious. It's it's just not my thing. So what do I like, though? I do like making videos. I think it's kind of fun, you know? And um, it's time consuming, as you guys know, that all digital media is a little bit time consuming. It's a little bit things that people don't think about, but it's fun, you know, and I like sharing images and I like those types of things. And yeah, I mean, I just think it's really neat. And I don't know I think if other that, people like it, that's great. I think that's a really good point that you guys are hitting on is that one of the best ways to be successful in this digital age is to figure out the type of media that you're good at and stick with that. And like, what is the work that you like to do? Because all of it is work. Uh, absolutely. And whether it's making videos or making images with captions or doing writing, like if you're a writer, then put your effort into blogging. And if you're a video um, like for me, I don't like doing videos, um, by myself. I really like doing live videos. So over the past year, I've switched from doing videos, um, recording videos to doing live videos and all of my membership stuff. And I've seen my energy drastically change. Um, and I've gotten really good feedback on that. But I think one of the things that we have um, that I know everyone kind of gets caught up on in, in like, oh, I need to do everything. And then you get burnt out so fast. But what you just brought up of like, well, I don't really find blogging interesting because it's tedious. I think you hit the nail on the head is like, stop doing that tedious work because it shows. Yeah. And we talked about, yeah, we talked about this in our less more episode, or I talked about this specifically that I want less of this tedious work because 
it doesn't, that's not where you shine. And when you do the work that makes you shine, everyone sees you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's how you get better opportunities. And that's how you like rise up through the ranks of, you know, like you're putting in this hard work, you're putting in your time, put in your time in the things that you love, put in the time in the things that you're good at, because everyone's going to see that and be like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's funny, too, because one of the things is that for one of my jobs, I do do blogging and I don't mind it as a job. Like, it's a great job. I love it, actually. It brings me great joy, and I have such fun doing it. But, like, for my own personal projects, eh, nah. Like, it's just not fun for me there, you know? And so if I was just going to write, that's a whole separate issue. I love to write. I think I'm a decent writer. It's just that do I want to link and edit and do all those things for my personal projects? Nah. Right. No. Right. I don't think so. And it's, again, one of those things that you know are successful for other people. So you're something. Right. So something for me that I get into that trap because then I go, okay, well, that'll make it more successful. So why don't I try and do that? Because I know that makes other people. And then it's just like I fall into the trap of like thinking again, like you have to do everything. But you don't. It Absolutely. Really is just like and I know that's a yourself. common thing. Right. It's not a thing for me. I'm, I'm. I'm very, very fortunate that I am not a, I don't notice what other people are doing. Like, I mean, I notice it peripherally. I notice it as it goes on, but like it really genuinely never enters my head. Like I'm not concerned with what other people are doing. If you're doing it, that is amazing. You do what works for you and I'm doing what works for me over here. And I'm going to cheerlead for you. I'm happy for you. I want you to succeed, but like, yeah, no, just because you run a blog doesn't mean I'm going to because I know I don't want to do it, you know? So I think that's one of the good things about my personality, about 97% of the time. There are times that that comes back and bites me, but most of the time it's a pretty good thing for me. Yeah, I'm trying to cultivate that. That's what I feel like I need less and more of is just more time in my own lane. Less Absolutely. But yeah. it's, it's a hard thing to learn. And, I, you know, yeah. for me, it's not so much learned as it's just been part of me my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's it's probably, I would guess, a very hard skill to learn. But I mean, I'm a huge supporter of fake it till you make it. So, yeah. you know, what? stop thinking about that, you know, and like yeah. redirect, right. redirect, redirect every time, you know, and so it's, it's not always easy and you're not going to be successful 100% of the time. We all screw up. Like, oh my God, you sit there and dwell about X, Y, and Z or whatever, but whatever it is that we're talking about, but fake it till you make it, you right. know? I mean, redirect yourself, redirect to thinking about what you want to be thinking right. about. Right. Yes. I love that. I love, I've been doing a lot of therapy work about that and, and being the gatekeeper of your brain. So that's Absolutely. the same kind of thing, right? You're saying to your brain, like, oh, no, we're moving over here. <laughs> and then after a while, your brain gets Absolutely. a point and it doesn't take you to the original place. Absolutely. I Absolutely. It. I do it in my personal life as well. You know, like when my husband and I will be talking about our sons and, you know, there's this one thing going on with Sawyer or whatever. And I'll say, you know what? We got to we just got to move past that. We yeah. can't change that. We can't control that. We can't do anything about it. And it just makes us frustrated. So we're the only ones who control how we feel about this. So we need to just move on. You know, I mean, it's, it's just a thing, you know, and it, it, next week it'll be something else. So why focus on it? Right. I love that. I love it. So good. So speaking of taking on things that are inspiring to you and that make you feel like you, so what projects are you currently working on that you're super excited about that could mean professionally or just hobby wise or like traveler's notebooks. I know it's a big thing. So yeah. Yeah. So they're all kind of the same to me. Like they all sort of like meld together. I mean, I'll take my actual physical paid work out of this, but like, you know, my ambassadoring and, you know, design teams and those types of things, they're all the same to me because I don't do it if I don't want to do it. So mm-hmm. it's, I do my regular planner. So my, my brain, my ride or die, my, I couldn't live without it. I plan because I have to, I, I have to, I cannot keep up with everyone in my home if I don't plan. And yes, I could use a iPhone 
But quite frankly, there's no way it could ever be as effective as a pen and paper. There's just yeah. no way. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't love typing on my phone. I don't love any of those things. So like writing out the minute list, the vacuum, I would never do it <laughs> because I, I wouldn't want to write it so yeah. that I wouldn't remember to do it. Yeah. Like, and I know that sounds stupid, but like for me and how I am, I know myself and I know what works. And so I focus on that. So my planner is, it's a necessity. And then it also gets to be a creative factor. And then I am doing a ton of traveler's notebooks right now, because I think you guys call them low impact projects. Yeah. But for me, I don't have time for 12 by 12 pages right now. It's not that I don't want to do them. It's not that I won't go back to them. It's that for me right now in where I'm at, I love them. I, I miss them, but traveler's notebooks work for me because I look at it as a 12, like as a, a traditional scrapbook page. Mm -hmm. And so right there. So like I have a favorite little 12 by 12 or four by personal size travelers notebook. And I just put my favorite pictures in there. So I make a little layout because I like the picture. Yeah, that's it. There's no other explanation for it. I just like the picture and I want to document it. Yep. And, and then do I your play do and do your play that you love and the cutting. Absolutely. And the, yeah. Absolutely. I have a commonplace book too. I'm using a mini happy planner, like the happy notes. It's just a notebook and yeah. I'm using that as my commonplace book. And I had tried to make several other things work first and it just, they were not working for me until I found this and put it to work there. I do whatever I feel like in that book. So if mostly it's quotes and I know that probably sounds a little bit trite, um, it's just that, you know what, they're beautiful, they're uplifting, they're inspiring, they're fun to write. It's fun to think for that moment about that scenario. Like, so I did a quote a couple of weeks ago about being weird. And then I decorated bananas. And like people went crazy. They went bananas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, people loved it. But you know what, I loved it too. So that it was like, that's amazing. Yeah. And that's why I'm doing it because it brought me great joy to write this quote about being weird, which I am totally weird, by the way. <laughs> I know in this interview, you're like, oh my gosh, no, she's not. She says like vanilla white, you know, mom. <laughs> I'm not, I'm actually super weird. But the quote about being weird and then decorating it with bananas, it was just fun. It was just fun. And quite frankly, if I'm going to work on creative time, I really want to enjoy it. Yeah. That's all. I'm not trying to impress you. I'm not trying to impress anyone else. And if they like it, that's amazing. That yeah. makes me feel good. It makes me feel validated. It makes me feel heard. But in the end of the day, I make them because I like them. Yeah. That's exactly what I said in the less is more that I, my focus for so long in this creative industry has been, I hope they think I'm a good creator. I hope they know I'm good. I hope, you know, people can recognize me. good. And I, I, I realized, like I snapped into myself and said, who cares who thinks I'm good? Like, as long as yeah. I have, like I've been, my focus has been more on fun and that's exactly right. Cause then the fun ends up being effective. Like it's exactly wraps it's itself contagious. Around. It's right. really contagious. And the right. right people pick up on that. Right. The people who need it, yes. the people who want it, they pick up on that, you know? Yes. And so when you go and you look at like, we'll just use Instagram for an example, because we're all grossly familiar with Instagram. <laughs> you'll find that so those projects the right people are saying oh my gosh yes this resonated with me like so yeah maybe it didn't get as many likes or whatever but those comments those are the genuine ones those yeah. are the ones that the people are like oh my gosh this yes, yes you know those yes. are the ones they're tagging their friends in those are the ones they're that are really speaking to them and again i don't create it so that it speaks to people I created it because it spoke to me, yeah. but like, am I thrilled that it spoke to someone else? Of course I am. We're not alone in this. We right. all want validation. At the end of the day, you want validation from your partner. You want validation from your friends. You want validation from your community. But so that's wonderful. It feels good, but you really should be creating it because it makes you happy or you wanted to try it or you were interested in it not because you wanted to get a boatload of followers or whatever. And again, I understand that's easy to say. I understand. I already have some followers. So I get that. That seems like, well, duh, Jenny, you already have some followers. So who cares? Right. But the thing is that I've noticed is that the authenticity and the genuine that makes me feel good is the ones that people 
really relate to. It's not the ones that just get a boatload of likes. Yeah. You know? Because I mean, like, it has the great. latest product in it. It's right. The one it's that, great. I yeah. like that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to lie and say, oh, I don't like that. It's just that the ones that really connect with my heart, the ones that I really remember. The ones that are keep you those. doing this for so many years. Well, and for sharing. Yeah. For sharing. Because yeah. I can still keep creating. Right. I, I don't I, Yeah. I have a whole space. I can I can create all day long. I have a really insanely supportive family. I have the most supportive husband on the planet. I'm convinced, and I can create all day. You know, I don't I don't actually have to do anything else. He would he would never insinuate I should do anything else. But the, why do you share? Right. You know, because I want to inspire others. I want to start. You know, you too can do this. You too can you know feel creative and why not? It's oh, fun. I love that. Me too. I love that. So good. I feel like we're being schooled in like Oprah's masterclass of like crafty ass females. You know what I mean? I just feel like you've been doing this for so long. Yeah, I kept waiting for you to be self-deprecating. I know, same. It, 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 didn't, no, it didn't happen. You, you haven't said anything about me. So that's why, like, you know, like I feel like the whole thing is just, this is what I do. Yeah, but when no. people say, oh my gosh, you're so great. That's what I and like. And then you feel like I you have not to great. Yeah. I am in no way, shape, or form great. I just do what I do and that's it. You right, know? It's and when the spotlight goes like this. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. Feel, yeah, I know. I oh, feel yeah. the same way. It's like I'm a little uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm a little uncomfortable with people celebrating me. I, I want to celebrate the podcast, celebrate the work, celebrate, you know, I'm comfortable with that. I totally get it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But so I just think like, You've just masterclassed us right now. Oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I feel well, like... I'm a little older. I'm a little older than your average. Um, I don't want to say your average person. It's legit what I love about you the most. But I'm a little bit older. So I think that I've had a little bit more time to kind of get to this place. Right. You know, I think 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been the same person. I think that a lot of the experiences and I think having teenagers, honestly, I think that helps a lot too, because I really like them. I, and I feel like I learn a lot from them and I don't know, it sounds so cheesy. I'm aware of that, but I think that it's just for me at this point in my life, I just want the stuff to feel good. Yeah. And that's all. I just want it to feel good. And however I can get there, yeah. that's where I want to stay. The word that comes to mind when I think of you is seasoned. I just feel you're so seasoned in the industry. <laughs> and so like that it almost makes like you're so like seasoned to look past all the bullshit that us newer people, right? Like get hung up on like I just feel like you're so good at like I'm here and I'm here to stay and I love this shit and like like I love that I just want to so well, I think that owning <laughs> that I love it too yeah owning it that I love it I love everyone I love scrapbooking I love card making I love stamping I love it all you know and so and I'm unapologetic about it mm -hmm. so I might be a little deprecating about it a little bit now and again in real life, you know, because people want to focus on that. And I'm so much more than just that. But so I may like, oh, God, whatever. It's nerdy, you know, but I also consider myself a giant nerd in general. So I think that that's part of the thing. Like, oh, I'm just super nerdy, whatever. You know, I really like Harry Potter and, you know, all of those other things, too. So but I think that it's just I think it's time. I think it's wisdom. I think it's owning who you are. You know, I think that's just what a lot of it is. So good. Absolutely. So good. Okay. Uh, way too so, nice, but. This season's theme is work smarter, not harder. And so we would love to hear the ways in which this is happening in your life, either right now or that this has happened in your life over the course of your life. Sure. So when I saw that this was your theme for season three, I was like a big smile erupted across my face because uh, I must say at least once a week that we need to work smarter, not harder. And so if you ask my husband, he would legit tell you I say it all the time. Like I, it's it's the mantra of my life. So I do a lot of stuff. You know, I'm really active. I'm also really lazy, which again, you would say no way you're not lazy, blah, blah, blah. But because that's what people say to me all the time. But I, I assure you, I am. <laughs> but in order to be able to have that, you have to work smarter. I can't just like, oh, whatever. You know, like I have to think about efficiency. I have to think about maximizing my time. I have to think about, okay, I happen to volunteer quite a bit. Volunteering is kind of my thing. I believe that if too much 
to whom much is given, much is expected. So I have a wonderful life. I've been given so many opportunities and so much goodness. And so I believe in giving back to my community as well. And so a lot of that though, is that for me, I wanna be really intentional and I want to make what I'm doing count. I don't want to give myself and it not count. So how can I make it count? And that's true for paper crafting. It's true of, you know, with my children, it's true in my volunteering. And so being efficient and making good solid decisions from the get go is how I try to work smarter, not harder. Not saying that occasionally you don't throw things to the wall and see what sticks. It's not that it's just that for where you most of the time really being thoughtful about the decisions that you're making. Yeah. And I love that you said you revisit that every week. Because isn't it so true? Like you'll start on Monday with that momentum and then by Sunday, what are you adding that's just making your life harder? So then you have to re-say, let's work smarter, not harder. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like my husband and I, I'll come home. We both were up until very, very recently, both on our little league board. And I'd come home and I'd say, oh my gosh, this group needs to be working smarter, not harder. Like we need to be just pulling together and making really good decisions and lessen our workload. You know, like we're making this harder than it needs to be. How can we make better decisions? And I think that's true with all the things. Okay. So like, for example, I'll bring a crafty thing into this, right? So for a long time, I was using a mini happy planner and I was taking it with me. And then I thought, Jenny, that's really dumb. Okay. You take pictures of your regular spread every week and it's with you in your phone, in your pocket. Why do you need to carry a mini happy planner with Mm. you? You don't. Now, if you (laughs) want to, if you want to recreate those spreads, if you want, that's a whole separate issue. But like, I didn't really want to, like I I was doing it because I felt like I needed to have, and then I was like, oh my God. So I can look on my phone and see, oh, Cam has a game on Tuesday at 5.30. Because it's in my other planner. (laughs) Right, because it's in my planner that I took a picture. Yeah, and you already did that work. Right, so why would I do it again when I don't really want to? Now, let's be clear. I'm not judging the people who want to do it. Right. You do you, baby. I mean, like, I am cool with that. I didn't want to be doing it. Yeah, totally. I wanted to focus on putting all of my effort into making sure my one thing was great and for me, right, for me. And then I would move and use that creative time for something that was just bringing me sheer joy. Because I, I know horizontal it. planning doesn't bring me joy. So I, <laughs> I was it. always struggling to make it work and it was never working and I was always I frustrated. And so I don't even need to do it. I love it. Because I think it's, it becomes an options thing, right? Like you have so many options and they're, they all look so fun. So how can I capitalize on every option? But then the capitalizing on every option makes your life much more harder. <laughs> and I think that's kind of like in the planner community, and I'm sure even you, Kristen, have heard this. People talk about planner peace constantly, right? And so, oh, we want you to find planner peace. We want you to find planner peace. Well, when you're considering every option, yeah, I don't know how exactly. you could possibly find that planner yeah. piece. You know, like find something that works for you and stop looking at every single thing constantly. Like it's again, I'm not I'm not saying it's not okay to enjoy all of these right. beautiful creations. They're so gorgeous. Like every single one, every company has something beautiful. But if this works for you, yes. Yes. And And if you're still finding what works for you, then that's cool. I'm not talking about you. Right. I'm just talking about the people who have found something that works. Right. So the other two questions we've been asking everybody are, what do you want less of and what do you want more of in your life right now? So I want less stuff. I'm a little bit of a minimalist at heart. Too much stuff makes me a little crazy. Um, and I don't just mean paper crafting, though I definitely mean paper crafting. <laughs> right. I mean in my whole life, but I definitely mean in paper crafting. I'm trying to find a good way to purge, and it's impossible because I have the guilt of getting rid of stuff. It's good stuff. It's perfectly brand new stuff. I can't just toss it in the trash. So I, I find myself with piles and piles and piles of stuff to get rid of, but I don't know what to do with it. Mm. And then I would like more experiences, more, more time for experiences, more meaningful experiences. I 
this, again, going back to the Chile thing, it really taught me that there are beautiful people out there. You just have to find them. There are beautiful, beautiful people out there and that are friends that are, I made a handful of people in Chile that are genuinely my friends. And that is priceless. And so I want more of that. I want more of the connection because we have a shared interest, but then we just like who each other is too yes. on top of that, yeah. you know, and it doesn't mean you have your besties. It doesn't mean that you talk on the phone all day or you text all day. I mean, it's great if you do. It's just that it doesn't mean that. It just means that I'm so happy to spend some time with you yeah. right now. Who are and I like me. That. Yeah. Absolutely. That like the same things that I do. And so yeah. I just want more of that. That's all. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate in so many ways. And so it's, it's impossible for me to say, well, what do you want more of? I already have everything. You know, I have a beautiful family. I have a beautiful home. I have all the paper crafting things I could ever want. I'm, I'm very, very fortunate, but to have those relationships with common interests are kind of what I'm striving for right now. More opportunities to reach people. Yeah. You know, like the teaching is my jam. I have loved it every last moment of it. And so more opportunities for that, you know, just that kind of thing. So that's amazing. <laughs> she masterclassed the questions too. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. I love it. I love it. So good. So good. Okay. That's ridiculous. I love you. So, okay. So to conclude every episode, if you've listened to any of our guest interviews, we do a currently round. So we're going to currently the heck out of you, Jenny, based off of uh, Kristen's currently car that you can find at areyoukristen.com slash currently. Right, Kristen? Yeah. And you can get your own free copy. Yes. So are you ready for the round? Oh, I can't wait. Okay, Jenny, what are you currently watching? I watch Netflix. I'm not a good live TV watcher. I get bored waiting for the next episode. So I watch shows on Netflix that are completed so that I can just watch it and be done and move on to the next show. I'm currently watching Vampire Diaries, which is it's not, it's, but I'm, I'm committed to seeing it through, but um, it fits it's with the not, season. Yeah. It, <laughs> It's not my favorite, uh, but um, but that's what I'm watching. <laughs> nice. Okay, what are you currently reading? So I'm going back and forth between two books. I'm rereading Big Magic just because I'm sort of in this place where I'm not um, I'm not in a rut, but I'm not feeling the most creative. So I thought, oh, let's pull out a good feel-good book that maybe I'll sort of jazz at. And then I'm also finishing up Into the Wild. My son is in an AP Lit class, and he was last year as well. And so I kind of read along with the books that he's oh. reading because they're all really good, amazing choices. And so Into the Wild was one that he read last year and I started. And so now I'm finishing that one too. Oh, I nice. love that. And then you can check if he's read it because you can. <laughs> you know what? He's, he's the best kid on the planet. Mm. So he has, of course, read it and done all of his work. And he's amazing. But I just, I, these are she's a brilliant teacher she has wonderful literature choices and so i just everything she puts on the list i feel like is valuable to read so i, read I them. love that i love that that's awesome so good okay what are you currently listening to um i am really big into podcasts and so of course i listen to crafty ass female but i'm also listening to case file which is um it's basically just murders which <laughs> is so weird but no i get really it fascinating yeah. it's really fascinating and human nature is very interesting to me so it's um and my middle son likes them too and so it's always nice when we can listen to them together which again i know sounds really weird to listen to stories about murder oh, with your 15 year old son but <laughs> you know it's just a common it's a common thing that we enjoy together so i love it it's, i'm such an anxious person but like crime calms me down I don't know what phenomenon that is, but no, I'm the exact same way. So if you ask me, Jenny, what do you do when you're stressed, upset, whatever? I watch Criminal Minds. That's what I do because I I get really into it. Yeah. And I'm only thinking about that, and it allows me to take my mind off of the bad things that are happening in my life or the things that are making me feel sad. And I like the characters, and so I totally get you. <laughs> I I can't explain it, but it's a thing. It definitely is a thing. <laughs> No, it is for me too. Yeah. It is for me too. <laughs> what are you currently making? 
So I'm, of course, working on my planner. Um, my memory planner is my very favorite project that I work on. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. It probably brings me to tears, I don't know, once a month that yeah. I'm just, I'm so happy that I do it. It, it brings me such tremendous joy. Um, and then my traveler's notebooks, which are basically just mini albums. That's all they are, really. And then my commonplace book, which is also bringing my soul just a boatload of joy. Love it. Love it. What are you currently feeling? I'm feeling really hopeful. I had set a goal um, in the early summer. I set a goal to, uh, so I, I did a couple of classes and stuff for my job in June. And then in July, I went to Chile. And so I set a goal to have taught or scheduled a third in-person class by the end of 2018. So I'm really hopeful that I can meet that goal. And I sort of check in on myself, you know, weekly, like, okay, where am I at with this? And is it something that I'm still interested in it being a goal and that kind of thing. So I'm just really hopeful I can see that through. I, obviously, I'm not gonna beat myself up about it. I don't really have a whole lot of control over it. So I'm just really hopeful that, you know, if um, having put it out into the universe and sort of revisiting it in my mind will help that happen. I love it. Good. What are you currently planning? My son's senior year. It's um, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. It's <laughs> mostly joyful. Yeah. But it's a tinge sad too, and uh, so that's what I'm planning. My son's senior year. Have you already talked colleges with him? Oh yeah, we yeah. are. Because that's a junior year thing. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. This summer we took a big trip up California visited a bunch of colleges it's pretty much all we talk about i get at least eight to ten pieces of mail every day he gets a boatload of emails it's um the university of california the other day sent him a letter inviting him to apply which we laughed at endlessly we're like oh well thank you thank you california and if you know anything about the ucs they're grossly impacted the percentages of people who get in are very low so that made us laugh too we were like oh thank you for the invitation to, to apply to your school like you see you know but um so yeah so we're just college is on the forefront of my mind and most days i'm just proud and happy and excited and you know every now and again i'm a little bit sad but this is the moment this yeah. is the moment these are the days been, yeah 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 everything you've been preparing for absolutely absolutely and everything that i've been trying to impress upon him all these years is this is where it is, you know? And so I'm just trying to be mindful of that, you know? Yeah. It's very exciting. Yeah. It is. It is. It's mostly very exciting. So. Yeah. And lastly, what are you currently loving? I am loving this season of my life. I am just genuinely loving it. And it doesn't mean that if there's not struggles and that I don't have struggles or that there are things going on that are somewhat like, mm, well, I wish that wasn't happening, but I'm loving the season of life. I genuinely couldn't be happier. I, I feel like, you know, to paraphrase what Conan O'Brien had said all those years ago, you know, if you work hard, you know, and you're kind to people, amazing things will happen. And it's true. At least it's yeah. been true for me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I'm full of joy and um, excited to see what else comes. You know, and uh, it's it's wonderful. Yay. I'm so excited That's you so were on our show. <laughs> Thank you for coming. You're adorable. Yeah. <laughs> of course. You. I, I'm, I'm so blessed or I'm so thankful that you guys asked. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the show and I listen every week. And even if the guests, yeah. they're not like quite my yeah. type of like, they don't do yeah, the types yeah. of things that I do. I still find that I learn things from them and, or I learn things from you guys that you take from them, that you glean from them. So I feel yeah. like it just makes us all better people. Oh, and thank you so <laughs> thank much. You so much. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah. And you have been on my head to ask on forever. It's just a matter of when we were going to get you on. So I'm glad it yeah, happened. Well, you know, Love you. That's life, isn't it? We all yeah. get to it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm just such big fans of the two of you and what you guys do and the, the stuff you put out to the universe. So it's, um, it's just a joy to be able to connect. Well, I know thanks. I've said that a hundred times and I know everybody's like, oh my God, I'm so sick of talking about how happy this lady is. But you know what? We need to hear it sometimes. It's, it. it's refreshing, honestly. It's refreshing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that, you know, if you, I trained my brain for a long time to be happy. And so now to just automatically be happy and joyful and yes. grateful is, it's, 
it's wonderful. Yes. And uh, you two are doing amazing work. And I know that sometimes it feels like a grind and it feels like maybe you're not and you're not where you want to be, but you're doing good things, you know, and you're, you're inspiring people. And that's, that's important work too. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you so much. <laughs> Tear. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. We are going to head over to After Chatter with Jenny and talk about some fantastically amazing, hilarious things, I'm sure. <laughs> if you want to come and catch us on the After Chatter show, you can do that at patreon.com slash craftyassfemale. We love everyone. And thank you so much for supporting the show. We will catch you guys next week with another amazing episode. Thank you again to Jenny for having an amazing episode, amazing interview. She was awesome and gave us, like, just the best advice, right? Just such kick-ass and amazing interview. Um, and thank you again, guys, for listening and being such a just, just an amazing audience. We love you, and we will, we will catch you guys next week. All right? Bye. Bye.